Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, February 2nd. L.A. Galaxy just can't seem to catch a break so far this preseason. We're going to talk about Julian Araujo's saga and saga and just sort of where he is at mentally right now. I, I couldn't even guess it. I wouldn't even know. Uh, so that's one of the things we're going to talk about. We have a Ponzi scheme to talk about. No, not that Ponzi scheme. Another one. That was a that's a that's a fun little one we're going to talk about. We have some other stuff, some Apple TV stuff that came out. And of course, some other little things that are going on. We're going to be joined by the strikers, Alex Ruiz. Really excited to have him on coming up here in just a little bit to talk about what Greg Vanny had to say today at training. So lots of stuff to get to, lots of things to talk about to help me do all that. We're glad to have him back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. He's iced in. How you doing, buddy? I am on day five. Day five of, of being ice storm. I, yeah, you you were on yeah. ice, sir. I saw yeah. I saw your wife's Instagram story there, and I was like, that doesn't look pleasant. So it's, it's not. It's yeah. not pleasant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we've been frozen in. Kids are home. Four days off of school. We're working from home. It's uh, it, it's funny. We had a pandemic where we like we should be used to this, and it's just you never get used to it. You get stir crazy, and it's just not good time. So it's supposed to weather's supposed to turn tomorrow. Okay. So hopefully, you know, we survive. We'll get through this. We will survive. That's where I'm wearing my tropical shirt. You know, it's tropical is a state of mind. You know, got got my Galaxy Hawaiian shirt, but hopefully we'll get through. So, how are you doing, sir? You hanging in there? The internet is on. It's working. Can, I was going to say my can, camera's working. The mic is working. This is better than last week already. Can, can we just, without saying too much, there's some of y'all who are just special people in my life. All right, I just like to point that out. And not you, Eric, but other people. Um, and so. Our internet problems were attacked from multiple angles, all right? Multiple angles. One is the Spectrum did come out and fix some things that were possibly not it. Best technician I ever had. Dude was hanging from a telephone pole in my backyard, like, trying to fix stuff. And I'm like, he's he's way more balls than I have. I'll be dead serious. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going up there. The wind was blowing, like, 30 miles an hour because we had Santa Ana's, too. And he's up there fixing things. So he got that running. And then let's just say we also had a little guardian angel helping us. We may have boosted some internet speed and done some other stuff to sort of fix things. And then, of course, Josh went through and put in a, like a whole new network of things. And there's still some upgrades planned. So so I, I always say this, but we always like sort of pride ourselves on the on the quality that we have and the things we do. And so I can't 
I, I was so frustrated on Monday night after running to the store and coming back in time and trying to get a show going and doing all that stuff. And I'm so glad that we got a podcast out. But I was really upset that like the live stream didn't go. I was I was yeah. I was ticked. I was very ticked. Yeah. And right now, I'll tell you, I'm looking at all the indicators here and it's like green lights all over the place. It's very nice to see that. And, and hopefully the, the chat room is here and we're all good. All right. Yeah. Pace the podcast. Everything's looking up. Everything's looking roses. Now, oh. if only we can get the L.A. Galaxy to get on on the same page. Can you, I mean, you didn't think it could get any weirder, right? Like you were sort of like, <laughs> it couldn't. like you, yeah. you were like, you're like, man, this is crazy. And then you're like, but it can't get any worse or can't get any like more strange. And it's not even worse at this point. Um, Julian Rajo should be in Spain right now and he should be ready and registered to Barcelona B. And let's be very clear that the, the registration is supposed to be with Barcelona B. They're the, their lower side, but they certainly expect him to be a backup and come up to A. And of course, they're moving stuff and finances around because they're still under all the financial fair play stuff that they're dealing with and, you know, all these things. So it's a it's a it's a very uh, technical deal to begin with. And then you have one where the paperwork submitted, I mean, by a couple different counts, 18 to 20 seconds late. And there's apparently a computer error of some, some, you know how, like whenever you go to submit something and then it doesn't work and you're like, doesn't load, you need to refresh. We've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) And especially when assignments are due at a certain time. And I, I feel, I feel for, for Julian and, and it's interesting how FIFA is going to handle it. And I know we'll talk to, to Alex and I know Greg had some things to say about it as well, but it's one of those things. Well, that's the, it's, it goes against the technicality of the rule but in the spirit of the rule the paperwork was done they were doing it there was an internet glitch like come on just let it pass but then if you let it pass on this one it's like well why not move the deadline to 1 a.m or why not move the deadline to the next day what's 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 to give that you keep there's a reason why those deadlines are there and it should be done in advance but 18 seconds is brutal and especially when you consider the situation with someone like julian arajo and you mentioned it on monday's show with the panda who you know trained with the barcelona academy in phoenix you know had aspirations to go to europe this is it's a dream come true and it's kind of interesting that you see a very different reaction from the fan pace uh, with Julian's departure compared right. to other departures, I think it was uh, you know our friend Chris Tucker who mentioned rarely will you find a fan base you know disappointed that a player did not get to, or that a player is on his way out the door. Right. You know it, it's it's kind of unique. But even though out of all the moves this season, this is the one that probably is going to hurt the Galaxy the most. But this is the one that I think has the most positive fan reaction because of the ownership that the fan base has of him being a homegrown player right. and just that unique perspective of him being, you know, he's not a journeyman, you know, he, he's a youth product. We want to see, you know, MLS youth products go and, and be successful in Europe, son of immigrant parents. And there's just that different perspective of soccer culture of understanding what that dream means and not, you know, foregoing a trip to Europe to stay home because you got a new dog, you know, that there's, there's a different kind of, understanding the Jordan <laughs> yeah, Morris the Jordan Morris jab right there. Just, oh, you got a dog, Jordan Morris. Yeah. yeah that's what you stay in Seattle. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, so I, I just, feel, I think a lot of the fan base feels this unique connection and just my personal story. And I think I share this just about every time we talk about Julian, I, I got to sit near his family on the game where he made his MLS debut and just the, you know, the whole you know crew that you brought from Lompoc and they were all there cheering him on. And so just to be there when that moment happens and to see the progression over these last couple of years to not only move to Europe, but to a club like Barcelona, that's what the dream is all about. And to see it stalled and the paperwork happen, it's, it's, it's brutal and it's, it's heart wrenching, but I think signs are trending positive for Julian, we'll see. which is sad for LA galaxy fans. We'll see. I mean, you know, there's, there's certainly some of it. I, I mean, 
so in some cases they have let transfers go through, but they've delayed them until like the next window. Basically, they said, yes, you can do it, but you have to wait until the next window. Certainly with the LA Galaxy's incoming transfer ban, that would be bad, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that deal would have to be scrapped because it's like yeah. we can't bring somebody in to replace. Um, and I think outgoing is fine. I don't think that there's any outgoing issues, but um, most but also in yeah. the summer, Barcelona's not going to need, you know, a player in the summer, you know, unless they're going to do one of their tours here at that point, it'd be a useless transfer. Yeah, it's it's really interesting how this is all going to go down. We'll see. Um, and we'll get to talk to Alex. And, and like you said, uh, you know, Greg Vanny talked about it today and said, actually, he's dealt with a similar situation. So, I mean, all the things I did like the finger pointing, though, that was basically going on with reporters <laughs> and not necessarily anybody at the upper levels, um, certainly blaming some Barcelona. Barcelona didn't it didn't put in time. We've heard uh, Fabrizio Romano was saying that it was MLS who didn't get the approval in time or basically whenever they did it. It's weird whenever you think that there's a player and a player and then that's, you know, our team and a team and those are the ones. And then you have MLS sort of sitting up here. That's the third party in this that, yeah. that could throw a wrench into things. And Greg did not contradict anything that Fabrizio said. He said it was on their side, but it's about whether or not MLS got back to them in time and fast enough for them to be able to do it. And it was last minute, I guess, because uh, Barcelona got rid of their their backup right back. Uh, he yep. was basically leaving and going to a, another team. Is that uh, Bellerin? Is that who? Yeah, yeah, Hector Bellerin and yeah. then going to Sporting. You know, yeah. so there's Portuguese connections all over. All over, yeah. right? So Bellerin's <laughs> out, and so Julian Rajo's coming in, but he's going to go to the B team and basically be loaned up to the A team. And again, finances and everything else that's going on uh, in all that fun ways. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to sort of pay attention to and and sort of follow. Um, and we're going to get some help doing that right now. So I'd like to welcome from the striker. Uh, I'm very excited to have Alex on. If you don't know Alex Ruiz, um, I, I, I'm just telling you, having been around for now my 15th season, I can usually pick the guys who are going to who are going to take off and be something. And Alex has this uh, already nailed down. I can already tell. Welcome to the show, Mr. Alex Ruiz. Alex, how's it going, buddy? Going well. Uh, you're making me blush, man. Yeah, I, nobody can tell. It's you know, it's like that radio thing. So so you're, you're doing great. I love Alex is always there. Uh, he's super, he's way smarter than me. I can tell already, um, just by the way that he's able to sort of put in these different machinations of trades and everything. He's, he's very data driven too, which is a lot of fun, especially his little change, certainly from some of the old guard. Um, I think Alex, I helped you a little bit with some of that, with all my charts, right? Now you can just take that and run and go with all, all of the, uh, the data, right? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I'm a big numbers guy. That, that's that, that's awesome. Well, you were at training today. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we're going to play some video that you actually took from training. Uh, you got to see Julian Araujo training off to the side. I, I just I mean, does was everybody there sort of in shock about sort of all the stuff that's going on here? Did it seem like there's any any panic involved from anybody outside of the press and maybe fans? Yeah, I mean, I mean when we were coming into training, everybody was coming in. I think Julian was one of the last ones to come in. So at first I thought, oh, he wasn't here. And then we see him come in um, with somebody else and we're like, oh, he's here. And, you know, we got to talk to Greg about it. Um, he mentioned how some of the players are, you know, happy that, you know, a club like Barcelona, uh, a, a stature that big is, you know, wanting Julian. And he mentioned that right now everyone's kind of just on edge of waiting to see what happens because at the end of the day, it's in FIFA's hands. They're the ones who control the current uh, situation at the moment. Yeah, and, and he even went as, as far as to sort of talk a little bit about being in that situation before and, and sort of saying that, you know, I guess, I guess there's a timeline on this now, right? Yeah, basically, uh, Greg confirmed that, you know, this morning FIFA were officially looking into uh, what went on. Um, 
they're looking now to decide if they're going to allow this transfer to go through. Uh, Greg set a timetable of 24 hours of when the verdict was going to come out. And so in that timetable, assuming by tomorrow afternoon, we'll know whether or not Julian Araujo is a Barcelona player or not. That's all. It's it's it, it's one of these weird situations where it, I, Eric and I were sort of talking. We didn't know if it could get any weirder or any stranger sort of in this offseason. Greg Vanny did say something, though, that was, I think, not not overall interesting, but of of important to note. He did talk about how this wasn't Barcelona's first, you know, uh, attempt or, or sort of kicking the tires on Julian Araujo. Right. And he said that this mm-hmm. the, the Galaxy weren't surprised by this approach either. Yeah, he mentioned how uh, last summer there was interest. From Barcelona, I think Fabrizio Roman also reported on that. How you know Barcelona were looking into Julian Araujo, and I think you guys mentioned earlier in the show, you know, this was a kid who was part of their academy in Arizona. It's not like he didn't have any connections at all uh, to to Barca. And you know, being able to uh, get on their radar is definitely a big thing. Greg mentioned how the last three four days is when this really started to pick up, where they started knocking a little bit louder each time, and eventually, you know, it's kind of what led to this being done at the last minute. Eric, you got something? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say yeah. Alex is the is the Julian Araujo of uh, you know LA Galaxy reporters out there. Uh, it, but any other insights as far as um, you know, like the the money that's coming through? Uh, you know, the what were the final workings of details, or do you have any information on what that what what the final money is, what that's gonna look like for the Galaxy? Because I know there was some back and forth. Yeah, originally the reports I think it was uh, Tom Bogart and Fabrizio Romano said originally it was gonna be alone with the seven million option to buy and then they changed it um later on in the night to just a straight on four million uh dollar sale so i think that's definitely something that uh, affected when the deal when the papers and documents went through to barcelona and you know again um like, like greg uh, mentioned he said it was barcelona the ones that didn't get the paperwork on time and uh, he essentially in a way uh, kind of put the blame on them, saying they we did everything. We sent all the documents. LA Galaxy, the league, did everything. It was just Barcelona that just didn't get it on time. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it seems it seems really. I mean, uh, all this I, as we were talking. I think before you came on, there was all this sort of finger pointing within the press of which side it was, and I'm still not 100 uh, percent uh, certain that it wasn't MLS who was a little slow in getting the stuff back to Barcelona, which then made Barcelona late. Um, I'm still I, I refuse to give it let anybody off the hook, I guess, for for any of this stuff. Um, I, I know you also got to talk a little bit. And if we move on a, a little bit from Julian, Ra, I, I, I guess we should ask just do you do you think FIFA and, and obviously it's just a guess at this point, just as we'd be guessing. But do you think FIFA eventually lets this go through if it really was a computer error? I, I think if they can prove that it was a computer error and reports from Barcelona have said that, you know, there is proof that, you know, it was a technical error. It's not like this was done on purpose or like uh, it was, you know, way too late. It was done because of the computer. That's why we're having this issue. I think then FIFA will definitely think about it. And honestly, I I think there'll be a solution for him to go to Barcelona, whether it's in this window or like in in previous situations similar to this, where the player just leaves in the next window. So if, you know, they said, hey, you guys can have Julian Rajo, but he'll be coming in the summer window. I think that'll be just as good a resolution uh, for Barcelona, but on the LA Galaxy, I don't know what kind of resolution, if that's good or bad. Yeah, Greg, Greg Vanny said that they were not surprised by this and that he had some targets in mind as, as well. Is that, that sort of what you got from his comments? Yeah, he definitely uh, mentioned how, you know, with Julian, you know, being so young, being an MLS All-Star, getting all this attention, like there was anticipation that eventually he would move on. And, and, men- and Greg mentioned that there are targets in place, that there have been conversations that have started on those targets. 
but he's waiting on what happens with Julian. If he'll go to Barca, if he'll stay. Um, depending on what happens, um, the Galaxy will either go for those targets and bring somebody in this window, or if Julian has to stay, then they'll kind of just put a hold on that. Yeah, I know. I know you also have been kind of, you know, you, as a numbers guy and seeing who's a good fit and working those things out. Is there anyone who you? I know everyone's kind of clamoring to see those signings, but is there anyone that fits kind of the player profile? of you know players that are available right now either within the league or outside of the league that look like uh the galaxy could possibly be uh signing soon yeah i think you know with getting a trade within the league i think everybody knows the galaxy situation where they can't really um you know they lost gam because of the cheating scandal um they won't be able to buy international players i think it might be a little bit harder to get a player within the league with teams knowing the galaxy um are, are desperate to to get somebody in um, but I haven't really taken the time to look at uh, you know players that are similar to Julian. He's definitely a great player in the final third. Um, he he was one of the the most progressive players when it comes to passes to leading an attack forward. Um, he had the most assists last year on the team with nine. So with him gone, that production is definitely going to need to be picked up by everybody else on the team. Um, you know, Greg mentioned Calvin Leardam, how he's currently the only right back on the team. Mentioned Caceres can play there at times but said that's not really his best position or a position to make him succeed. So so right now, I think the Galaxy, you know, they know what they need. It's an attacking fullback at that uh, with pace, somebody who's good decision-making in the final third. Um, that's essentially what Julian is, what his strengths have been. And the reason why, you know, at such a young age, he's been able to shine and become, you know, possibly, uh, depending on what people says, the next, you know, big MLS player to make it overseas. Yeah, I know you also got a chance to talk to uh, to Chris Mavinga today as well. He made it in, um, and so you got to to have a little interaction with him. I'd also like to to sort of get your thoughts on Greg Vanny talking about the upcoming scrimmage and just uh, him sort of laughing that you know they kind of need wingers because even even he knows they need wingers. I know lots of people think that he doesn't know, but I'm pretty sure he has that figured out as well. What did you hear from Mavinga and just sort of Vanny talking about the players that could possibly be coming in? Yeah, I mean, Vanny knows exactly what they need. I mean, he mentioned that, you know, there are going to be some moves within the coming days, right? I think I have the the quote here. He said, quote, I think in terms of players coming in, it'll start to take place here over the next days to weeks. We'll start adding in some of the positions that maybe we lost over the offseason. So I think Greg, in his mind, already knows the players that he wants to target. I think the Galaxy might be working on it without us really knowing. I mean, again, Greg is the one who's making these decisions as the scoring director. He's the one who's, you know, the top dog in the system currently. So uh, I, I think there'll, there'll be players coming in. And I think, you know, right now he talked about just trying to build match sharpness with what they've got right now with the players, you know, being able to get into the rhythm, find that concentration on the pitch and, you know, integrating um, within each other again. Yeah. And, and what about Mavinga? What did you think of, uh, of his first uh, media availability? Yeah, I mean, Mavinga, I think the first, one of the first things he said he was, I came here to make history. You know, he's been with Greg before. He knows what Greg wants. He's won a championship with Greg. And uh, I think what was so interesting about it um, was that he talked about how he's going to have to compete for the starting spot, how he knows that just because he's been with Greg before, um, being a starter isn't guaranteed. You know, he emphasized that, um, you know, he, he, when talking to Greg, they didn't necessarily talk about um, him being a starter immediately. Uh, he said something along the lines of, you know, his call with Greg Vandy lasted like 20 seconds because he was on board to getting back with Greg. He knows what Greg, um, who Greg is as a coach. And I think that um, Mavinga brings something else because he's the only left-footed center back uh, on the team at the moment. And I think that's a 
key component of why Vanny also wanted to bring him in, not just because, you know, he was available or, uh, you know, he was somebody that he worked with before. You know, the Galaxy generally need a left-footed center back. Yeah, it seems that way. Eric, you have anything else for uh, for Alex? Yeah, and uh, I know Mavinga was out there talk, talking to everyone. Uh, do you have any insight about on his, like, how he's fitting in, how he's adjusting and kind of, you know, with with the move? I know he's located Europe-based, uh, so how he's adjusting to to moving to L.A.? Yeah, he talked about how, you know, he's here in L.A. by himself. He arrived a couple of uh, two, three days ago. Um, he's just trying to get, you know, the jet lag out of his system, being a nine-hour flight, nine-hour difference. Um, his family's currently in Paris at the moment. He's by himself. Yeah, he talked about how, you know, he just comes to training, then he goes home and, you know, takes a nap, tries to, you know, really uh, get fit. And he, he mentioned it uh, various times how his focus right now is just getting fit, being able to be uh, in top shape uh, before the season starts. He knows that um, he, he arrived a little late to training camp. Um, he knows that, you know, there are going to be games in the upcoming days and he needs to get into fitness to compete for that starting spot that he knows isn't guaranteed. I, I had heard that uh, I heard Vanny talking about just the length of preseason this time and, and how maybe that has that has sort of offset some of our expectations just from one a, a coverage perspective, but also a fan perspective is that, you know, preseason's long this time. So, I, you know, now that you're within about three weeks of touching the first game, now all of a sudden things sort of start to ramp up. So, I mean, does it feel like the Galaxy are still behind uh, with knowing that they 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 possibly are going to lose Julian Araujo and have to find a replacement for that, and then they still have the winger issues that they haven't solved. Yeah, I think definitely the transfer of Sam Grancier really put them back because again, I think you know the main consensus um, around being around the team and talking to Vanny is that you know they weren't expecting this. They wanted to keep him on board for this upcoming year, and I think you know just adding another wrench with Julian Araujo, you know potentially being gone. They don't even know if he's going to be gone yet, so. They're still, you know, trying to whole process the whole thing, like, you know, Julian, the fans, Barcelona, everybody else involved in the situation. Um, but, yeah, with, with just, you know, preseason coming up and trying to fill in the holes immediately, you know, the pressure of knowing that you have to get your international signings in because you can't do so once the next secondary window comes up. I think it's added to, you know, where everyone and fans and the media kind of feel like, all right, you know, Every, it feels so fragile. Whatever move you do is going to be under a bigger microscope than before because of the current situations and, you know, ramifications of previous moves. So right now, I think, you know, Vanny mentioned that, uh, you know, having to start the preseason like right after the new year, you know, trying to integrate guys in, trying to get it back, get them back to, you know, being comfortable on the ball with each other, building chemistry. Um, that's definitely something that's going to be crucial in these next uh, couple of uh, weeks. They'll be playing preseason games. They'll be going out to Coachella. So that's definitely important for Vanny and what he emphasized today. Yeah, uh, Alex, your your overall outlook on uh, the LA Galaxy before we let you go? Right now, I, I think kind of just like Julian's situation, it's really all up in the air. You know, there's really no, nothing uh, aside from, you know, this team has a good midfield, uh, solid, you know, solid to, you know, at best defense. Um, right now there's just a lot more questions than answers. And, you know, if you were to tell me right now to like predict the team, um, how they would finish, I would have no clue where to begin because (laughs) (laughs) there's just so many questions on that roster. And I honestly just, I'm just trying to look at what's going to happen in these preseason games, see how Vanny tries to play it without any wingers with just, you know, Douglas Costa and Efrain Alvarez there. So it's going to be tough for Vanny to figure it out, but you know, Vanny seems like the type of person to, you know, be able to overcome these things and kind of think of solutions. He's done this before. This isn't his first rodeo trying to build a championship team. So I'm pretty confident that Vanny will 
you know, find a way, a solution, get a player that, that's really going to impact this team. And again, you know, you have an open DP spot. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for that, the situation would be a lot worse. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Alex, uh, you're the real MVP, buddy. Tell people where they can find you on Twitter or anywhere else. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Alex, uh, R-U-I-Z-15. Um, you can also catch my articles on uh, thestriker.com. Very good. Yeah, if you don't have a subscription to The Striker, you need to do it. Alex, we appreciate buddy. Like I said, whenever I message you, first of many, we'll catch up to you soon. All right? For sure. Thank you so much for having me on. Good night, everybody. All right. There you go. Mr. Thanks, Alex. Alex. Alex is a rock star. I'm just telling you, like, you know, if I died right now, you guys would be in good hands. Alex, Alex is just going to take this next like he probably just you know what? He'd probably marry my wife, slide right in here and he wow. would just take over the take over. the. I'd be dead. What do I care? Like, I'd be I'd be dead. What does it matter? But I, I love I love Alex. He's great. I, I, I like that you're taking credit for Alex. Like, I am. Like, did you like how I did that? <laughs> yeah, I have I nothing like, to do with it. Alex is sitting out here knocking out of the park. You're like, yeah, you know, Al, I, you know, Alex, you know, we thought of it. You, you got you got the idea from your charts. But yeah, Al, yeah. Alex is an yeah, awesome yeah. guy. Great, great follow on Twitter. Good, great articles. Good stuff coming from him. So yeah, absolutely appreciate him coming on and sharing his insight. Yeah. If we're being real, I have nothing to do with Alex's unbelievable awesomeness. <laughs> he is he is uh, he's an up and comer. I can tell you right now. So, yeah, follow him. I believe it's ALX Ruiz 15 um, on Twitter. So make sure you follow him there. Uh, I'll try to retweet him. and We'll tag him in some of these as we come out on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we saw, we saw a lot of the video. We saw some of the yep. stuff and the, and the talking there. Um, I always, and I, t- I texted you this. I always feel better after hearing Greg Vanny talk, right? Because he certainly doesn't seem like a guy who's out there. Like his hair isn't missing in patches, right? <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's not wearing his underwear outside his pants. Cause he hasn't, he's having a mental breakdown or something like that. He is, he's calm and cool. We are going to figure this out. We got all this stuff, but even him, and for him to even admit this is sort of one of those things where you sit there and say, oh, red flag, red flag. He's like, well, we don't we don't even know if we have to replace Julian Rajo yet. Like and he's just sort of like, we don't know. We have we have to wait and see if he goes. Then, yes, we're going to have to replace him. And if he doesn't, we don't. like it's great to say that you have people and that you're you're ready and you're willing to replace Julian Rajo, Eric. But it's it's another thing to have to do it again, you know, three weeks from your first kickoff. It's just yeah, it's a lot. I, th- I think that's that's the frustration of what's going on. And I think hearing Greg Vanny speak, hearing Alex <laughs> come on, hearing Damien come on last week, the signings are coming. And and I'm not naive to think that they're not going to sign anybody. But it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you want to get the ball rolling as soon as possible. But you're right about Greg. And it's funny that you mentioned him not wearing his underwear outside of his pants. But I feel like if he did, he'd be able to tell you, well, this is. Of course, this, this is, is normal. How, this this is, how, is what we're supposed to do. And that's so he always makes you feel better. So it's almost kind of that joke that you made about, you know, Alex stepping in and, and stealing your wife and yes. everything. I feel like Greg Viney could, you know, explain to you that your wife is leaving. He's leaving with your wife. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand why. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> Thank, and then I'd be thanking him. Yes. And then he, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd give him the handshake. And then he walks away and you're like, what just happened? So to that point, when you hear him speak, he's you're, you're right. He's very calm, cool and collected. To which the, the what's the alternative? Is he going to say you know it's it's a mess out here? Right. Send help. <laughs> you right. know I think I think the Charlotte coach said something like that last season. Um, but but he's not going to of course have that demeanor. But the fact that he he does not seem rattled. He he seems to think the signings are coming. Uh, you know spoke highly about about Mavinga and and his having his backline set. Talked about Jalen Neal, Neal as well. Uh, some people were, were mentioning in the chat about you know Mavinga coming and saying he wants to be alone. He really made the point of saying. You know, no, this is I don't want to have any distractions. Yep. I want to starting a new team. I want to dedicate myself and focus myself. So he spun it in the positive way. And and hearing Mavinga speak, he's he's a pro's pro. He seems like a guy who's been around, 
knows what he's talking about, knows how to carry himself. So I feel like with with him and Sega and uh, and Caceres back there, and then bringing Neil along, I, I do feel like the back line, the center back situation is definitely something that's set. It's just a matter of figuring out all the other pieces that are going <laughs> to hopefully have to come into play very, very quickly. No, I mean, I, I think you see that. Um, and it's, it, again, it's just... It's about waiting and it's about figuring this stuff out. I mean, I think they've waited too long. I don't think you can you can really tell me that they haven't waited too long, right? It's it's one of those where there should have already been guys in camp. And I don't know what that says. I don't know if you can sit there and really say, oh, yeah, well, that's absolutely a problem or it's not a problem. I don't know. I don't know what the conversations are going on. I don't know the misses. But usually if you're hitting, you're signing. It's usually not like, oh, well, we want to be super extra, duper, super duper careful about this. Like, no, you know who yeah. you want. And you and realistically, <laughs> yeah. Eric, they've known who they've wanted for weeks now. For an, or for a whole off season. Right. You know, we, we talked about last season. They have ghost teams and all these other, you know, situations and targets. And if Greg Vanny, even though with the Chris Klein situation being suspended from uh, involvement, Chris Klein has also said that. Greg Vanny is the one who who's in charge of, of scouting players and has a say. So you're right. There is, you know, <laughs> the, the Galaxy, if they had targeted players that they wanted, I'm sure those players were approached and we're getting to the point where the, unfortunately, it's starting to seem like, you know, the LA Galaxy were not option A for a lot of these players. Yeah. Um, you know come this time which is it's unfortunate yeah you can see it uh big shout out to herb uh big daddy herb, herb. is in the chat room 45 dollars super chat hey josh uh hammer shirt is freaking awesome josh i hope you're credited monday by your internet provider don't worry Herb. we got that we we were more than compensated for any of the issues that we had going forward we're we're good we're very good like i said i have some of the best listeners in the world uh my wife finally agreed that i could continue podcasting after this week after this like week of of getting everything fixed she's like she's like you know what it might be worth it go ahead can, can continue doing it and i'm like oh okay thanks um he says uh did i mention hammer shirt is awesome he you did and and hammer you yeah, everybody loves that shirt man i was gonna say it's it's manif- manifestation you know appreciate her with the big the big off the top rope super chat per usual. So appreciate you, Herb, always out there, you know, gifting us and making us feel good. And then the shirt, you know, we mentioned it on the podcast. And of course, you know, to your point of having the best listeners out there, you know, got the link sent to me. It's like, oh, it, it does still exist. I, I forgot about it. And here yeah. it is. Herb, Herb, Herb paid for about half the shirt now. So we're good that, to go. Awesome. We appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> Very, very good. No, hey, let's give you little updates because one of the things was the ISCO thing. And and whenever we were talking on Monday, ISCO to Union Berlin was done deal. Basically, it was all good. Well, not so fast. ISCO, in fact, did not go. Now, conflicting reports. One says that he missed his medical. And then the other is that all of a sudden ISCO was like, no, nah, show me the more money. I want more money. And that threw it up. It could have been both because... You can certainly see if you have an issue with your physical, then clubs won't want to spend enough money for you. And then you could sit there and say, no, we agreed on 45 bazillion dollars. And you're like, well, with that ankle, I'm only going to give you 20 bazillion dollars. Yeah. You know, and so it's like those types of things could have happened. So Isco is now back in play for the L.A. Galaxy if he ever was in play for the L.A. Galaxy. Again, a lot of loose associations. Greg didn't outright kill the Isco rumor. Let's remember that he had a chance to. He killed the Pavone one. He stomped on it. And that was it. And it was like, no, Pavone is not coming. That was the one that he killed straight out. He goes, a lot of those aren't true, like Pavone. It was like, oh, okay, well, that one's not true. Um, So the Isco one at least was one that stuck around a little bit. Um, Yeah, that one's interesting also because 
it, it just raises red, red flags because it's like, well, were the issues with the medical and that's why, you know, Union Berlin didn't want to move forward. So if that's the issue, then the Galaxy are now, if they're in the in the market, you're now getting a player who had medical issues and that's a concern. It also could be if the Galaxy did have, you know, an offer or were in talks that maybe come to the, you know, pen to paper moment. They said, hey, you know, I got a MLS club offering me some money here. What about we work something out and make it work? So it's it's uncertain. We don't know which one of those issues could have been there. But again, not dead and not stomped on. So it is something to consider, especially with the open DP slot. And, you know, Isco is a player who those rumors have been swirling for, for quite. This isn't just something that popped up recently. Right. He's always kind of been a name that's circled around uh, the LA Galaxy connections. I know we've had this discussion before, but I have no idea how he actually fits into the to the LA Galaxy's formation. So he, I'm like, he doesn't. He doesn't. He that's doesn't. fine. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Does that's, he play that, right back? That, yeah, he could. Right. Maybe him and Jossie's artist. Then we need another right back. You can you can go find uh, Jossie's artist. Right. That's what Greg Vanny's saying right now. Um, I just wanted to go. This was as of January 6th. And I just wanted to clean up some things on the roster. The preseason rosters. One is that they do have Eric uh, Eric Zavaleta listed as a player. And even though we haven't heard that he has been re-signed, they have him down as somebody who's basically <laughs> on the roster um, for that. It doesn't say that he's a trialist. It doesn't say anything else. It says that he's there. We've talked about that many times before and sort of looked at that. Um, and, and Benny is talking about that in, in, in his interviews as well, saying yep. you know how, how Eric you know fits into the the formation. Although I do got to shout out LA Galaxy Outsider. He's in the chat as well. When the you know there there are some accounts saying that the Galaxy is making signing soon and he said yeah they're gonna sign eric zavaletta it's like that's not fair that's that, that doesn't count <laughs> that does that does not uh that does not count for sure i i did see an interesting tweet today and it was funny because somebody actually sent it to me after this but uh, elliot mckinley um put together this chart on twitter it's at et mckinley um and he put together a chart of returning minutes and i always think this is really interesting trying to find you know the edges to different teams and who's bringing back a lot of their players and who's not so basically it's 2022 minutes played returning for the 2023 mls season so you have all these minutes that played in 22 how many of those guys basically are coming back uh the leaders in the clubhouse right now uh for the 23 2023 season is the portland timbers they have 94.2 percent of their returning minutes coming back so basically it's the same guys they played last year and they're expecting the chemistry has developed better and they're expecting they probably have some better luck with some injuries and some other things right and so so Portland that's, Timbers at 94.2%. That's a lot. You want to talk about a team that probably hasn't made many moves in the offseason? It's probably these guys because, I mean, 94.2% is a lot of the minutes that are yeah. that are still and back there. That's why when you look at those top two, that's also something that kind of jumps out is with Portland and then SKC out there. SKC had a, a lot of lulls in their season last year as well. And so to see those two teams, it's like they, they like the player or the core that they have. And it's just a matter, like you said, of fixing those injuries, just making finer tweaks. You know, Portland, with all the ups and downs they have, they did end up making the playoffs, correct? I think they were they slid into one of those slots or they were right there until decision day or something like yeah. that. So. They feel like they have the pieces. It's just a matter of fine tuning. And as much as we talked about the LA Galaxy, hey, when this core returns next year, you know, when the, when the Galaxy, you know, the, as well as they were playing, when they come back and, and figure it out, that they'll be firing on all cylinders. But that's not the case with the departures we've had. They're not. They're not exactly, uh, you know, at the top of that, that list. They're not at the bottom. They're not starting from scratch on a rebuild. But you know, maybe not as high up as you want. But then you see the clubs at the top, and you're like, well, 
is that the company you want to be in? I guess the union would be the one example who, yeah. who you probably want to be close to. Yeah, I was going to say Sporting Kansas City, 92.1%. Philadelphia Union, 92.1%. Uh, uh, Portland, by the way, missed out on the playoffs. That, the whole Pacific Northwest missed out on the playoffs. No Seattle, okay. no Vancouver. They no were Portland. in the conversation. They were the very la- They were the last team out. So, um, so that certainly is. If you look at the LA Galaxy, uh, kind of middle of the pack, 80.8%. And by the way, I'm sure that takes a hit whenever Julian Araujo leaves because this chart was probably done before that. Just in case you're sort of wondering what that average is, it's a little around 75%. That's And it's basically unchanged from since 2018. There's not a lot of changes that have sort of been made. Um, but right around 75% is what teams usually bring back as the average number of minutes from the previous year over to the new year. Um, so there's usually roster turnover. We talk about that all the time. There's usually roster turnover. There's usually people you're going to have to replace. Um, I was talking with the Panda a little bit, and we were talking about, oh, well, you know, who's trying to win now? You know, and I'm like, every team is trying to win now. I know everybody pretends like this is the NBA where you're going to tank for two seasons and build up them draft picks. And then, you know, yeah, go for, that's, for the super draft. Is not <laughs> It doesn't work in Major League yeah, Soccer. One Benyama is not coming up. Yeah, for the, whatever the MLS equivalent is. And, and the bottom line is that, Eric, look at what the L. Galaxy did with two players they brought in, in the summertime. They were able to be a contender at the end of the year with somebody like, you know, Pooj and Brugman coming in. That's literally like it only takes a handful of players on a solid team to suddenly go from eh, you're OK to, oh, you can you can win everything. Um, and the Galaxy probably, you know, short on that. Greg Vanny emphasized again, getting production from the wings. Well, now, as Alex rightfully pointed out, Julian Araujo led the team in assists, right? And so you're going to have yeah. to replace that now, too. So there was a video going around, by the way, of Julian Araujo yes. and all the <laughs> all a- this. Man, I, I watched that thing like seven times. I've always I've always enjoyed watching Julian Araujo play. Yeah. And that's one of those funny things as well is, um, you know, just back to the Julian Araujo point, seeing that video, you're like, man, Julian really is a polished player. He's ready to go <laughs> to, to Barcelona. Hi- but it's when, when we're here and we're, we have the critical eye, we're like, that that final third, some of those crosses aren't all the way there. Maybe he's not fully, you know, fully baked, fully ready to go to Europe. But then when you see those highlights, it's like when he's on and he's on his game, he absolutely is deserving. And so I think you and the panda were having that mention is, you know, Barca B better than Galaxy A. And I feel like you you guys covered it. I think him being at Barca B is better than him being at Galaxy A because the path to Barca A is going to be a lot better at Barca B <laughs> than being with the LA Galaxy. So yeah, I, yeah. I and I know that that move was done for finances and to get that going and that he was going to be considered a first team player. But I don't know that he was necessarily going to be you know a starter every game starter. So he is going to. But I, he's also the type of player, and I mentioned this uh, on Twitter as well. Is he's the type of player who I see thriving from that competition. So I think. You know, those flashes of doubt that we have where we're like, OK, Julian can still progress another level. I think him being at Barcelona and training with those players will absolutely, you know, he could be the type of player who takes even another leap like he did here in MLS, just being in in, in that higher higher level of competition. Uh, shout out to the chat room. Let's hear some funny ones. Uh, Gus says Galaxy want wingy reminds me of Tommy Boy. Um, which, which, by the way, is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I remember the first time I saw it, and it's still funny now. Uh, and then Miss Provino comes in with the uh, hashtag tank for waiver draft second stage, right? Yeah, it's, it's all the MLS <laughs> mechanisms that you go and do all these tank different things. Tank to pass things. in round three. Yeah. yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, no, no. Third round draft pick means pass. You know, we sh- you should somebody should get a jersey with pass on the back. Just the, like, oh, look, at, look how good pass did for us this year. Yeah. So someone's going to someone's going to make the, the Tam jersey. I think I've seen seen out there, but it might be someone's name. Yeah, someone has to 
get a jersey for Tam. General right. allocation money or allocation. Yep. And then put the put the money there. I, I agree. I think it's a it's a good call on that. Um. Yeah. So uh, you know the Julian saga is certainly something. Looking at the returning minutes is certainly something. I'm not really sure what all of this. I, I'm still. I'll be honest, I'm still cautiously optimistic about what the LA Galaxy are going to do because they have positions to fill. It's not like they're not going to fill them. But I mean, <laughs> we keep saying that. I know. <laughs> and then they they haven't done it. But I mean, you know, uh, certainly I don't think it's their MO to want to announce a signing on a Friday. Right. Because you want fanfare, especially with the way things are going right now with and you don't want it to be Friday and everybody forgets by Monday. So. I would imagine there's going to be no announcement on Friday, but that they could. They have maybe they have to. If it's a if it's a depth player of some sort, then I could see a signing being announced on a Friday. Uh, if it's a bigger name, no, it's Monday or Tuesday. And at that point, I know everybody likes to say that the LA Galaxy are very tight lipped right now, which they are. But there are so many other people involved with all these things that somebody always talks, and so you hear something yes. before it happens. So the fact that you're not hearing anything tends to lead me to believe that not a lot is happening, which is also uh, a red flag. But Greg Vanny said that there's going to be signings coming in. He's been saying that. Yeah. He said that two weeks ago, too. So I just, you know. Yeah, that, that used to be my specialty. Someone's wife, someone's girlfriend, you know, maybe b- their wife and their girlfriend tweet something out. And, you know, that someone's at the barber shop. There's always something that gets out that makes it work. I, I have to shout out Blue Ninja in the chat. He said, bring in Claudio Arena and then Burhalter's kid, you know, and let the fireworks fly you know, have a reverse <laughs> U.S. national team situation. Uh, but, but, you know, going back when Alex was on here, he mentioned if you asked me to predict what's going to happen, you could you could tell me anything and I'll believe it. But the one part that makes me nervous is that you can't throw away this season because you have Chicharito on the tail end of a productive year. Like you, you're not just going to, you know, waste his year here. You have Ricky Pouche, who you just brought in, who had a breakout the final third of the season. You don't want to waste it while he's on your team, you know, hurt him and Brugman starting to click Delgado coming back healthy. It's like these, this isn't, you don't have players on the roster that you're like, okay, let's rebuild and work towards two years from now. This is, you have players on the roster that are capable of, you know, winning MLS cup, making a playoff run. You just don't have all the pieces. And so that's kind of the, the frustration piece and why this team is impossible to predict because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I certainly see that. Uh, $5 Super Chat from Alexander. Uh, they say there are prospects, but will those players actually come? I won't get excited until it happens, which is a wise thing. I should also point out that you should not get depressed in, until like you know things actually don't happen. Like the Galaxy start the season with you know 23 players on a roster with, or something like that. <laughs> if, if they start the season with an open DP slot, and that's that's a bad sign. I, I don't you, think you should at least know who it is by the start yeah. of the season, right? I mean, that's three weeks. It's like they're not going to be in because it's going to take a while with Visa yeah. and everything else. <laughs> Yanni you know, right. Gonzalez, they don't might be here stuck. by summer. You never know. Uh, Yoni Gonzalez. Uh, forever the joke. Remember, Panda City's yeah. coming. So Yeah, I'll be here next week. I <laughs> think the paperwork's still processing. You know, I know, and I, and by the way, a $10 uh, uh, super chat from Patrick who Patrick. says uh, Flamingo Shirt Fund, right? Which is nice. I, but you already have one. Am I getting one? Is of course. It, yeah. Oh, maybe that, that's, that's what, what it is. we it's, need to wear. It's, we're matching. It's to fund your shirt so we can match. There okay. you go. We should so do it. We're, we're six. 60% of the way there. We need a little thermometer. We should up. do um, <laughs> we should do a COG like Hawaiian shirt because nothing says white boy soccer like a COG Hawaiian shirt as far as I'm Listen, concerned. I, I am embracing the dad life. I love <laughs> I love me a, a, a loud print. So I, I, I it's 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 all the rage. That's what I hear, especially in Texas when it's icy out. Um, so that's something. Okay. Now, if you're on our live feed and you're watching on YouTube and you're doing all these things, then I, I'm going to apologize quickly for the graphic that I'm about to show you, but I would like to talk about 
Apple TV and I would like to talk about some of the things. I was on a call on Monday afternoon and then I couldn't talk about it. And I told you, I told everybody on the Monday show that I couldn't talk about it because we were embargoed until the first yep. at 4 a.m. I didn't wake up at 4 a.m. to tweet out all of the things. But if you see my Twitter, I've, I've done that as well. But I did want to bring up the Apple TV and sort of what's going on. I will tell you right now, if you would have won, if anybody would have won MLS Cup last year, you would have been featured on every single promo graphic that they have. LAFC won MLS Cup last year. Not that like, I need to remind Galaxy fans that. So they are on every single graphic that is produced right now, basically for Apple TV. And that's what you get whenever you are uh, one valued at a billion dollars and two uh, win MLS Cup. So that's what you're going to see. I told you on I, maybe I didn't even tell you on Monday. I definitely tweeted it out on Tuesday. If you know Apple TV, you understand what this is going to look like. Like this is so purely Apple TV. There's just the layout, the UI and and we have, you know, some some UI guys and some some tech guys sort of around and in, in the different in the different chat rooms and stuff like that. They're like, you know, a consistent UI is important. And MLS and, and Apple TV went with a consistent UI here, Eric. It is 100% yeah. a Ex Apple explain TV. Explain to the people what UI is. That's user interface. User right? interface, yeah. So uh, basically anything you interact with um, as, a, as a consumer or as a visitor to a website or using a program or anything, it's that interface that you use. And the Apple TV one is very... Not unique, but it is it's very much Apple. Whenever you see it, it's, you're like, "That's Apple TV." <laughs> it's it's on brand. Like if you've navigated Apple TV, like it 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 flows and it fits right in. Um, and so you know that this was the big news. You know the MLS fans have been clamoring for clamoring for you know no blackouts, all the games in one place, league specific content. So it's it's really an MLS fans dream, and a lot of people who were poking around with it really loved it and all the content that it comes with. I, I do know that the price point. <laughs> It was a heated debate, a, a hot topic, and I don't know if we want to talk about it. I, I feel like it was it's priced correctly. To me, you know, $79 for a season or $99 for a season a for a whole year. As a one for, percenter, that's what you're saying? You're, you're the <laughs> upper level? Say, you know, not that I don't empathize. I understand that's a lot of money, but on that same token, that's as much as, a, you know, an Anthem jacket as, that came out right now. That's $110. A lot of people are going to go buy that. You know, the cheapest ticket that you can get in an MLS stadium, somewhere maybe between 20, 25 bucks. So that's what, three or four games. Or, you know, if you have a family of four, that's one game. You get a couple of uh, tall boy modellos at Dignity Health Sports Park and you're way over that limit. So to me, it's kind of, it fits in that category. If you're a diehard MLS fan and you buy the jerseys and you support the teams, like it feels like it's in line. And that's not to diminish and not to say that there are people, you know, who, who are struggling to have that upfront money right now. I think the monthly payment uh, you know, the twelve ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. that is a bit steep, but it's also, it's about retaining your subscription base. And so if you make it more appealing to get the yearly deal, then that's going to, you know, only benefit those who are able to kind of make that work. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, no I was just going to give the exact, uh, the pricing details. Uh, fans can subscribe. It's fourteen ninety nine or $99 per season if you do it during the season. Um, and Apple TV Plus subscribers can sign up at a special rate of twelve ninety nine or 79 per season. So if if you look at the Apple TV Plus and you add it into the stuff, it's still cheaper having Apple TV Plus, like well, buying Apple TV Plus and then getting the, the add-on. That's the hack if you if you wanted to save 15 bucks there. You you get the you, you know, you get the one month subscription which is about, you know, 6.99 7 bucks and then while you're a mem you know, while you're a subscriber, then you buy the year package 
at that cheaper price. And I think that that's the hack, the way to get around it. But also I know there's a lot of, you know, if you, if you haven't had Apple TV, you get a free trial. So maybe you get those first three months free All- and Hey, you're a subscriber and you can get, uh, uh, you know, you can get that season. I, I have let my Apple TV lapse, but I also, I bought a TV recently. So again, I'm not making my cases as not spending a lot of money here. <laughs> just just <laughs> but, go out and buy a TV, everybody. And then you get the free one. So it, like, this TV is the real hack. Three free months of Apple TV. So I, initiated it this month and then had the subscription added on. So uh, to, to me, I, I, I think it's, it, it's about right, especially when you consider that for the past, you know, how many years and the deals with spectrum where, you know, we were not able to watch games, you're unsure. And now you're getting them in high def, you're getting replays, you're getting all the content. Yeah. It, to, to me, it fits in. I think there are the, the argument is what about the casual? What about the average fan? You know, how are you going to bring them in? And, and, my stance has changed on that over the years. To me, this is not for them. This is not for the casual fan. This is for the MLS diehard who has been waiting, you know, for something that's specific to them. You're going to get all the all the special content. You're going to get that. And and I think where the argument falls away with the casual fan is if you want to follow MLS and maybe you don't want to pay for Apple TV, you can still follow MLS. The highlights are, 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 are posted almost immediately. There's still six free games. There's over-the-air games that are still going to happen. Like, the Apple TV is not going to stop you from wanting to follow it. So I find it disingenuous from the people who are like, well, this was the year I was going to follow MLS, but now with the Apple, it, no. the price is too high, so I'm not yeah. going to follow it. Yeah. That's the thing that, that's the the straw that you know broke the camel's back. I find that disingenuous. I don't think that's a legit argument. If you didn't like MLS, just say you don't like MLS. Don't blame the Apple TV price that that's the reason you're not going to watch. Uh, I think that... Uh from all the content we've seen, it certainly is like at least good content. I would say that I think the galaxy content is lacking in some, right? They were talking about like the ritual and some of the team profile stuff and the drone, the drone uh, like tour of the, of the, of the stadiums. I'm just, I'm kind of surprised that the galaxy didn't have that all together. That's, that's, that's me. Cause I, from what I understand is the galaxy have a pretty robust digital media department. That's, that's my understanding. I I could be totally wrong with that, but I'm just surprised they don't have some of these things already lined up. And that's something that we've seen the content that the LA Galaxy have put out. The digital team has has really been fantastic. And, you know, we talk about <laughs> they always like to boast their their TikTok numbers and how they're one of the most followed clubs in North America. And you think, well, the gal- if when and we even talked about it when Apple TV comes out and we saw the list of content that needs to be produced. And we're like, oh, there's going to be some clubs that struggle with it. But the LA Galaxy, they're going to have it under control. They're going to be the stars of the show. And then when you see the content that's released, the galaxy are really one of the clubs that's lacking the most. You're like, you're, you're right. Every club has, you know, there's something called the ritual. And I think there's only two or three clubs that don't have it. The one counterpoint to that is we don't have a golden spike or someone with a, a sledgehammer or sawing a log. Like they, the galaxy doesn't have something cartoonish like that. So I almost kind of understand why they don't have that. But the, the drone tour, like SKC has one, St. Louis has one, like, there's no reason not to have a drone tour of your stadium and to talk about the club had not to have a club profile. That's, that's embarrassing that, you know, one of the, you know, most storied clubs in MLS, we don't even have a club profile. If you want to play benefit of the doubt that maybe this is something that the, with the lack of signings or things that they have set up or players that maybe were featured in these profiles that have left the club, maybe they're holding on to that, holding back before releasing it or making those edits. But, but it's a bad look because the galaxy being who they have once were to have this Apple deal come and have it look so impressive 
and the galaxy are just limited in that. Right. It, it's it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, uh, let me give you my thoughts on just Apple TV and watching everything that I sort of saw through the Apple thing. I think it's going to be a competent offering. I don't think it's perfect. There's stuff that's missing. Uh, people have already been hitting out of chat rooms. Uh, there is no multi-screen. There's no way to split your screen into four, or play picture in picture, or watch two games at the same time. You can't do that. That is not going to be at launch. It is something, however, they say they are working on. Um, you and I were having chat with with some people, and and it was sort of like that's like the first thing you probably should have done. That's a that's a big minus for me because I do like to watch multiple games at the same time, uh, especially if you have a big screen TV. You can split it into four pretty easily and watch all four games and do that. The offset to that, and Sasha question was quick. Now that he's an Apple TV say, guy, he was in your replies. He was in my <laughs> replies real quick. He's like, "Yeah, but we're gonna have a rip, uh, you know, the whip around show, which is, I think, gonna be a positive, and that's good too. Because as somebody who's supposed to watch fourteen games every weekend or every match day, it's impossible. And then vote on that to to do player of the week stuff and things like that in the media." It's impossible for me to watch all those games. So a whip around show is probably pretty good. When the Galaxy aren't playing, I might be on the whip around show, yeah. sort of watching those games and getting a feel for it. It can at least be in the background. It's not something yeah, you well, have to like have to watch. You know, that's that's one of the features that I enjoy. If you have Peacock and you watch the Premier League, they have the goal zone, which is that exactly. It's you know they s- switch between games and and you know as action is happening or as goals happen, they cut to it. It's kind of funny that Sasha was in your replies talking about the wh- whip around show. There, you could tell they got their marching order because right. you saw all of the Apple personalities say, hey, look out for this whip around show. Yep. It's like Red Zone for, for MLS. Like oh, you yeah, could tell was, that that was something that was like one of the canned lines. And I, I don't I don't fault them for it. That it is impressive. People who like Red Zone, Red Zone changed a lot of the way, you know, people watch football. You know, fo- American football is, could be a very boring to watch every game with all those commercials. And Red Zone is kind of the way to do it. So with MLS, hey, you talk about the casual fan. Right. If you want to get them, show them all the goals. Show them when all the action is happening. I think the whip around show is something that will be pretty cool to watch. I, I, I'd like to point out that uh, Dan Quartermunch, who's uh, head of uh, communications for MLS, was on the call that I was on. Um, and he said that there is going to be a third and probably final wave of talent announced for like the game days and all that stuff. So there's still another announcement coming for talent. Kobe Jones was part of the the last one that came in. Joe Tatino. Um, I, again, is not expected to be um, in that group. And I, I think I can tell you this Saturday's game is not streaming, but it will be streaming radio and Joe Totino will be doing the radio. If you want to read into that, you should read into that. I think that Joe Totino is going to be around doing radio type of things for the LA Galaxy this season. Um, and that's sort of that's sort of one of the things we'll see if our buddy Christian Miles is uh, is one of those guys as well. I have that's, my fingers crossed for him as well. So, yeah, that's where I'd put my money. If, if Kobe's going to be, uh, you know, with Apple and with MLS, Joe and we read between the lines kind of last year as well is that the Galaxy said that, you know, Joe and Kobe will be around in some regard. So there, I feel like Joe's going to be there. It seems like the radio uh, option may roll out a little sooner than anticipated. And I would imagine it'd be Joe and, and probably Christian in there in, in that mix. Uh, if Kobe has other things going on, other games to call, you could do a lot worse with yeah. two people calling the game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, here's some other quick notes, and let me just rapid fire through these. Uh, coming into a match, let's say you want to watch the LA Galaxy match, but you're like 10 minutes late to it. Uh, you can choose to start that match from the beginning when you come in, or you can start it at any point along the the start of the broadcast, or you could start to choose it's live, right? So you could watch it live. Uh, you can rewind, you can pause, you can do all those things in game that you would be able to do with any sort of DVR. Uh, the really awesome thing, and I know somebody was asking this, Game replays are available immediately, immediately. So if you miss the game, you can come home as soon as you sit down. You don't, you know, hopefully you muted all your devices. If you didn't want to know what the score is, you can sit down and you can watch the whole game 
immediate. I don't care if it just ended one minute ago. You can start from the beginning and watch the whole thing. Um, there's other added benefits to this as well. All the games should be there um, all the way back to 2019. Every That's game, impressive to me. Yeah, yeah, every game should be available. And then they also have like highlights of like some of the big games. So I think they have like all the MLS Cups and I think they have Zlatan's debut game and stuff like that. So those are all going to be on there as well. The the repository of amazing games you can watch any game like okay so you want to go see okay so how did the galaxy play new england you know in 2020 yeah you well, j- don't go to 2020 no that was yeah, a horrible 2019, 2019. <laughs> go to 2019 how they play them you could go to that game and you could watch it right and you could be like watch oh. dave romney score an extra time right it's, exactly who, who doesn't want to relive that glory exactly so i mean these are the things that you're now going to be able to do and i imagine they're going to keep moving that backwards as well 2019 isn't just some arbitrary day I imagine eventually they're going to be like oh now we have all the games from 2017 oh now we have all the games from 2015 now we have all the games from you know 2008 you know and it, you yeah. like you're going to be able to go back and watch any game that you want at any time that alone is probably worth the amount of money that you're going to pay for it but the controls of the actual thing no blackouts and everything like that are, are for that's, me really interesting that's the big one because with espn especially when you know the game was on a local blackout it's like well it should be available on replay but then you have to wait three days and it's and then you have to, you know, make sure that the sun is setting in the right location. And then ESPN, you know, you know, Puxatani Phil will come out and he'll right. let you know. Right. Now you can watch the replay. And, and just to be, yeah, it's immediate. It's going to happen. And then I don't know if I read this incorrectly or maybe I'm just confusing it. The, you can jump in live. And I think, is there an option where you can watch like highlights as it gets up yeah. to it? Like yeah, big yeah. moment. There's going to, they'll show big moments right. when you lead up. There's another feature that does that. I don't know if it's TNT or NBA where, I think there was a game where it would show the big play, so that way you don't have to watch everything. You right. can just see the big moments, and then it will take you. Like live. MLS kind of does that now, where they where they go through, and if you go to the, like the game on on the app, you can go down and say this is the goal that was scored, this is the goal that was scored, and you can sort of click that. That's I imagine that's sort of how that's going to work. I would love it though if they just highlight it within the timeline where like big play, and you can just scroll to it and be like, yeah. let's watch this big play. Which means now you're you, talking because then you could also do the thing that you could never do before, which is start before it to see how it actually happened instead of just watching the last three passes, right? It's like, what happened to the build? Oh, it was a turnover four minutes earlier and then 37 passes and like all this stuff, you know, you could, you could sort of look at that. Um, see all the, all the VAR goals that got overturned. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, live play by play on your Apple lock screen. If you have an Apple device, um, and you're following a team, it'll literally give you live play by play right there. Yeah. Which will come back to bite you if you're not able to watch the right, game live. Correct, correct. You get the update. And then I know that happened with my ESPN update as well. I'm watching a game in injury time, and then I get the update that the game, the blue, they blew the whistle. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm a couple minutes behind, and I already know the end result. Fortunately, you know, didn't go too wrong for the Galaxy, but I knew nothing magical was going to happen in those last minutes. So I will warn you, if you can't watch the game and you don't want to be spoiled, right. make sure you turn those alerts off. Definitely. Um, the first week is going to be free. All the games are free the first week. Um, so you don't have to subscribe yet. If you don't want to, you can sort of get a feel for it. You can watch the LA Galaxy play LAFC. All that should be free to you. And um, they're going to have six games for free on Apple TV, um, either part of the Apple TV or outside of Apple TV. Um, so that way it's really free. Um, you don't even have to have the Apple TV plus subscription on that. Um, they're going to have some of those as well. Um, so there are free games that you're going to be able to watch. It's just 
it's not always going to be the galaxy. It's yeah, like maybe gonna, the galaxy's not that weak. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's it's disingenuous to say you're not going to be able to follow the league. You'll be able to follow the league. Right. And and to your point of you know first week three. That's again going back to that red zone model. Usually week one red zone is free just to give you that taste. You know get get you going into it and then you know hopefully that they hook you in. There's going to be opportunities you know for people to kind of play around with it and see it. If if they're unable to get the subscription, I think you're still going to be able to follow the team, enjoy some games and kind of get some of the, some of the use out of, out of the, the Apple, the season pass. Cause I, I think there are a lot of great features out there Very and, well and yeah, uh, it, people, it will, it will peak enough interest that there's going to be some naysayers who eventually come around once they kind of see, see what it's all about. The other part about this is that it's worldwide. So that means if you're in the UK, you can just, you can order this and watch all the games. It means that if we're traveling, like say you have to travel somewhere and yet you have to go somewhere in the world, you're not going to get blocked because you're out of, you know, out of the zone and you can't watch yeah. and you can't, do, you can literally watch it anywhere. Um, and this is, I, I feel like I have been advocating for this type of thing for years. And so it's here and I'm sure there's going to be downfalls to it. But the fact that I know where every single game is, I am I am already like, well, thank you. I'm done. I know where every game is. I'm good. Yeah. The, the, the one thing, the one wrinkle that, I, that I've thought about, um, and I don't know if, if anyone who's maybe with a supporter group might, might have more in, insight into this, is the, the viewing party experience. Because I know bars may not have an Apple TV right. or a device with the Apple TV Technically, app. they're not even allowed to do it. I don't right? think so. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to buy a special package when you stream pay-per-views and things like this, that. This is what so, Apple's going to do with that. They're going to close yeah. their eyes and just like just like <laughs> Peacock does. Just, yeah, you show up with the with the the Fire Stick yep, and, and then you, yeah, you, you just go. plug it in and wherever it. you're at and don't, don't ask questions That's right. and, and hope that it works out. That's the one wrinkle that I'm kind of curious about. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it should, it should it seems like it's going to be a good deal. To your point, we don't know. Is it going to be, you know, Unimas 3? Is it going to be on Spectrum? Is it going to be delayed for, you know, uh, you know, Bowling Green's women's lacrosse game that went into double overtime? It's we always softball. About it. It's, it was yeah. always softball. Yeah. It was a good lead <laughs> it's in. It's there. We're going to know where it's at, and it's going to be on, and we're not going to have to worry about anything else. That That's to me, is worth the price of admission. $10 super chat from Gary. Uh, thank you, Gary. Gary says, thank you both for all the work you guys put into the pod. Appreciate it immensely. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate that. Thanks, thank Gary. you for the super chat. Um, all right, let's talk about Forbes real quick. And then we have to talk about the Ponzi scheme because you and I read this article and we might as well talk about it because we've been like texting back and forth about it all day. Um, that's it's just interesting. It, we'll, we'll get we'll set it up for you. So let's talk about Forbes. Today it was announced. Basically, the Forbes list came out. I want you to once again take these with the biggest grain of salt that you could ever see because this is like creative managerial accounting going on where they're like, let's see how much we can boost everything around to make ourselves look good. Um, these are probably by all accounts false valuations of teams. So whenever I tell you the LA Galaxy are worth $925 million, you can sit there and say, yeah, okay, sure. Um, that makes some sense. Maybe not really. Um, whenever I tell you the LAFC is now the first billion dollar uh, MLS team, uh, $1 billion rated, and they don't even own the land that the the stadium is on. So that's, that's always interesting for them. Uh, but the downtown stadium and obviously with the MLS Cup and the success they've had, that's why you get billion dollar valuation. Atlanta United, 850 million. New York City, 800 million. DC United, 700 million, right? So again, uh, some, some really tall, big valuations here from Forbes. I would say don't take them too seriously, <laughs> but I'd also throw out some caution here. Uh, since 2019, the average MLS team's valuation has climbed 85%. 85%. 2019, that's crazy. 2020, I was say, I'd, I'd also like to yeah. announce that the COG valuation is at 
three billion dollars. Yeah. Since we're just saying things now, we can just make it up. But yeah. up up eighty five percent since twenty nineteen. That is a huge thing. The other thing that was sort of pointed out by uh, Pablo Maurer, uh, MLSist, and he was sort of talking about. It, he goes, "How are these guys being evaluated evaluated at like ten times their income? Right? So ten times their all the stuff that they're bringing in." Um, and so I, I sort of found this, um, you know, nine times, eight times revenue is huge, particularly when you're locked in to a certain degree on your media rights. Um, and basically they compared all of the valuations to Manchester United, who's valued at 4.6 million or 4.6 billion or almost seven times their revenue. Right. And so, you know, you look at some of these other teams where they're eight, nine, ten times their revenue. And then if you go through and actually look at the list, there's a lot of teams on there that lose money like New York City FC lost 15 million dollars last year or 12 million dollars last year. So half the half the league is losing money, but the valuations are going up the whole thing. It's not a Ponzi scheme. Uh, but certainly the X for we're going to talk about a it's funny scheme. money. It, it's, right. it's 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 only worth a billion dollars if someone pays you a billion dollars for it. That That's one of those things. So, I mean, that could be the evaluation. But if that's not what it sells for, then it, it's not worth that. So it potentially could be. That's always kind of the funny thing with with these lists. And I know where, the, the funny thing is, and I'll, I'll be honest, and, and I'm an unabashed homer. If the Galaxy were at the top of the list, we'd say, wow, look at them. And we'd They're be touting awesome. how great they are. But we've known that these lists have always been kind of bogus, even when the Galaxy are at the top. But And especially when you consider, you know, AEG is probably not in a position where they're going to sell it. So what does that evaluation really mean right. when you're not in, in, in a market that's buying a new franchise or you're not in a market that's likely going to sell your franchise. So it's just one of those things that it's all hypothetical until it gets going. Yeah. And by the way, commercial underground is correct. It's like tech stocks being valued on growth potential, right? That's where the, that's where this is yeah. coming from. It's also the expansion fees. It, Whenever you have somebody who's willing to pay $500 million or, yep. or, or whatever the next one is and it gets yep. split. Now it's not even that much money to all the teams whenever you look at it, but it's a buy into the league. You're buying a share basically of the league of the franchise of part you're, you're getting your piece and you're spending five to $600 million or four, Four to four hundred to six hundred six hundred million dollars. Now we expect in these next sort of expansions that come up. So uh, it's on growth potential. <laughs> the problem is that sometimes you eventually run out of growth and you grow out yeah. of that potential, well, and then everything comes crashing down. Right. Well, well, going back to <laughs> expansion, you don't want to overexpand also because I think I was mentioning this. I don't know if it was with you or someone else. The the league needs to be careful as well. There was a documentary on the NASL and how they overexpanded and the talent pool dwindled, and that was one of their fatal flaws. And I, I, I fear that MLS, if you go into overexpansion, the talent pool, you know, dries up, you can run into trouble. So they got to be careful with that as well. Yeah, always do. Um, yeah, so that's where we sort of sit on that. Let's give you an update on LA Galaxy 2. MLS Next Pro League. They put out their preseason schedule February 11th um, at uh, let's see, Orange County SC at Dignity Hill Sports Park. They have Fresno FC. They have UCLA. They have Cal State Fullerton. They have Las Vegas Lights. Uh, they have UC Riverside and Cal State LA. So um, that's your preseason. All those, I imagine, are closed door because they say closed door at the beginning of all of them. So that's that's probably a, usually a good indication of that. Um, or so, <laughs> so I found. So they're not streamed on Apple TV Plus. Is what no, you're telling me. no. And I will tell you, Alex had this story today, but we will t- we will say it again. The preseason games are not going to be streamed, and that includes the ones that at Coachella. I had heard that they had put the infrastructure in to be able to stream, but that there was questions about whether or not the teams wanted to pay for that. Um, and I guess nobody wanted to pay for it. Although I will say this, watch and see if any other teams stream from <laughs> Coachella, 
the galaxy aren't and that's what alex alex tweeted out um but watch to see if anybody else does because i was told the infrastructure was put in i don't know if that's true maybe they decided at the last minute that it was too much too much money or wasn't worth it yeah and i know you talked about this on monday but now it's my turn uh, can we just tell us what the scores are and who scored like it's okay it's okay like, we, it, we, we, we know it's preseason we, we, it, uh, yeah i'm not gonna say hey the galaxy won we're winning it all they, they you know they, they beat st louis and uh, at coachella you know, I'm, I'm going to put too much stock into this. I, I I don't understand the the fascination with with being so secretive and, and everybody's and not, doing it. It's can't like, tell. It's it, it's weird and especially weird when other teams are sharing, you know, feeds or sharing scores or sharing starting lineups. Right. It's just bizarre. It, it, but I do laugh that when Chicharito was first signed and you know they they couldn't say that he scored. <laughs> I I understand things like that when there's legalities, but we know who's on the team. We know who's playing. Just, I, I, just tell us the score. We people want to know the score. Just say it. Just <laughs> don't need another link to the Rose Bowl game. Just tell us what the score was. Just and and by the way, there's other teams who are, are, are certainly pretending that they don't have to tell scores either. And it just it baffles my mind. Like MLS is so popular um, that you can just be like, nah, you guys don't need to know what that is. It's not a it's not a big deal. Um, all right, you want to talk about this? Let's let's do this. Let's talk about it. Well, the, also got to shout out the chat. Uh, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> Elac uh, swap me, you know, East LA, <laughs> you know, that's, that, if you that's need to you get can, a fire stick that does some things, that, that's the place to go. That's the I place guess. I, I wouldn't know and nor would I suggest it. Of course <laughs> not. That's uh that's what, however you need to do it to watch your games. That's what you need to do. Um, this was weird. So somebody sent me this and they're like, Hey, uh, there's a galaxy connection to this story. Uh, the Washington post did a, this is one of their like deep dive articles. I know cause it's like 14 pages whenever I printed it out. Um, but it was, uh, and it was, a, a a story that was started by a different author. Um, and then apparently he was, uh, I think he was murdered as a matter of fact, uh, the, uh, the author. And then it was picked up by some other, uh, reporters. And in the byline here is by Lizzie Johnson from, the Washington Post. Um, I don't think the murders are related to this particular scheme, this this story, but it's but just it's a wild story. It's, <laughs> it's really interesting. Just to even start to kick that off in this in this little bit of direction. But an alleged five hundred million dollar Ponzi scheme uh, preyed on Mormons. It ended with FBI gunfire is the headline uh, from the Washington Post. Now, again, uh, you would sit there and say, what does this have to do with the LA Galaxy? Uh, and I said Ponzi scheme and everybody's already like Herbalife. Yeah. No, no, not, not Herbalife. That one. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. Um, the, the, here's the, here's, here's the link and we'll be, we'll be real blunt about it. It's, it's a link for sure. But, uh, Preston Judd's dad, Jeff Judd, uh, is named in this article through and throughout, um, almost from the first page to the last page. Uh, he's not the main conspirator of all this. And there is claims certainly from his side that he had no idea what was going on. Um, I think the federal government is sort of saying, uh, if you didn't know what was going on, then you should have. Um, but you probably knew what was going on. That's sort of the argument that's going on here. But basically it was this scheme, uh, where, uh, a, 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 the, the certain arbiter of this, uh, of this plans went up to people and said, Hey, basically what we're doing is we're taking money and we're giving it in advance to slip and fall victims. Uh, and they're in slip and fall lawsuits. And then before they get paid out, we give them the money. And then whenever they get paid out, we get extra money because basically we paid them out beforehand. And so then we get extra money and then we're going to return that money to you. So if you give me $500,000, I'm going to give you a dividends check for $18,000 whenever this comes through. And so you, you, you do all this stuff ended up being $500 million um, over, the, over time, over time. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jeff Judd is a prime 
suspect in the entire thing. He was a business partner of the conspirator of the Ponzi scheme. And to your point, that's kind of the, it's the gray area. And again, it's when you told, we talked about at the beginning of the show, can things get more bizarre for the LA galaxy? You have the Julian Araujo signing incident with Barcelona. And then this news story comes out and it's about a Ponzi scheme. And then we have to say, no, not that Ponzi scheme that the galaxy's already kind of connected to with Herbalife. It's a different one. And it involves one of their players who's up and coming and has a lot of promise and talent. It's just it's just so bizarre and weird, and it's unfortunate. You hope that it doesn't. There's no way it can't have an effect on the family, especially when your your father's involved and family's involved. Right, and it, it has a huge impact. So it's just one of those things that you know, who knows what the outcome is going to be from it. It's just it's just another bizarre LA Galaxy connection that they they have to deal with on the back burner of everything else that has, you know, the LA Galaxy saga written all over it. I mean, Jeff Judd was driving like Bentleys and was in Las Vegas. That's not alleged. That is actual. Everything else we well, talk the money about was is alleged. Com- the money was coming in. He Whether he knew it was legit or not, that's the question. But yeah, the money was definitely coming in. He living in an elite sort of section in Las Vegas, you know, um, like uh, what the the Raiders owner was in the same yeah. like area, same, 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 yeah. same complex in that area, right? Whatever uh, housing complex, right, that they have in some of these places. So super high and all this stuff really interesting i mean this is I, I don't think you can say anything about preston judd he's not in this this preston judd was not he's involved not a, in, not a, well except for in the mention they say how they got connected is because their sons played soccer together it really so, interesting i mean this is I, this, i'm gonna say something mean i don't mean like it's judd's fault really because you know he because he played soccer he was introduced to this guy right I'm joking i don't yeah. mean that yeah no, no. <laughs> but it's just one of those things there is that connection but it's it's just bizarre the, i will t- i will tell you right now that like this makes me want to do like a true tr- crime podcast because you read through this and you're like oh my god we could make this like seven or 12 episodes like well, easily now i'm concerned because you mentioned it you know an, an author got murdered by saying it now we're talking about it Man, so now i'm on the hook yeah it's fine but I'm, I'm in an ice storm they have to come through a lot to, to come find me that's right that's right that certainly is the thing so anyway um this is something that i would i would suggest you read and if you register for the washington post and you're not you know you haven't already used up your article limit you can read this whole story um it's there it is super interesting, and the fact that it sort of ties in with an LA Galaxy player makes it, I think, a little more interesting. Just if you're you're hooked on the LA Galaxy, uh, again, Washington Post. Uh, the story's by Lizzie Johnson, and the name of it is an alleged five hundred million dollar Ponzi scheme preyed on Mormons. It ended with FBI gunfire. There are no charges against uh, Judd right now, uh, Jeff Judd, uh, but there are also no charges against anybody else currently. The only person who is uh, who has any charges was because of the guy who who had a standoff, uh, the lead alleged conspirator at the front had a standoff with the FBI and uh, and had a gun and a whole bunch of other stuff. And so, uh, again, it starts on fire pretty quick when in this article yeah. uh, and it's it, a wild story and it stays that way as they sort of go through and, and look at all these things. So absolutely worth your time, worth your read a fun little tidbit on there. Uh, lots of details in there, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it if you read it and then you'll sit there and go. Thank you for thank you for making me read that article. I know a lot of times we sit there and say 14 pages like that's a lot. You will be riveted through the whole thing. It won't seem that long. And Eric and I were texting each other back and forth like, did you read that part? Yes, I did. And and again, it's just an interesting thing. It, as you said, there's no way it can't affect Preston Judd. And so yeah. you hope that he can clear that you feel from his for mind. Him, for yeah. Sure. yeah, this is not his fault. He's not involved with this. This yeah. is not a thing. It's just, you know, sometimes people make really bad, poor choices in life and that happens, right? So um, well, anyway. Look look at us. So the super chat money is coming in. 
I'm not going to ask questions. Who knows where Herb Herb, Herb gets his cash that he's he's throwing in our direction? So we're we're not clean in this either. So. <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody ever. And, is. and the other moral of the story here, and someone mentioned it must be a slow news day. Correct. If the LA Galaxy is making signings, the LA Galaxy is making moves. We're not talking about this. this. Is, we're not talking about this. Gets this gets bumped. So, this gets yeah, bumped. So I'm just I'm just saying. Come yeah, on, your yeah. your move, LA Galaxy. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very good one. He it was always fun. All right. Anything else? You good? I'm good. Okay. It can't get any weirder. We can't end on a stranger note than that. So again, let's let's just pack it up and call it. There's a, day. a private jet where they put together a sting operation. Again, read the article. It is it's fascinating. It is it's a show. It's like out of a show. Yeah. It is. It is. And, and Breaking Bad. Yeah. People are like, man, they should put that movie on Apple TV. It could be on under the <laughs> galaxy page. I'm sure. Right. That's what they're going to do. No, probably not. All right, Eric, tell people where they can find you and we will get on out of here. All right, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok at HammerEV9. That's HammerEV and the number nine. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts, all that stuff, and any news I feel like writing, cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right, uh, let's see, preseason game coming up this weekend on Saturday. Maybe you'll be there. Maybe you won't be there. Maybe you'll see me there. Maybe you won't see me there. All right very good hope everybody has a good time seven o'clock is that kickoff time and it'll be streamed on lagalaxy.com radio only though not any video all right that does it for mr eric the portuguese hammer beer i'm josh pato guessman you've been listening you've been watching to a completely live streamed version without any issues version of corner of the galaxy i hope everybody has a great one we'll catch you next time you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on corner of the galaxy.com You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.